Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Rural Psychologist podcast. This episode is one of our coaching episodes, which I thought might be a really nice way to start off your 2024 year. If you've reached that point in your life where you just can't see the woods for the trees, or you can't seem to get a handle on where you're going, or perhaps you've reached a point where you've had enough of your old direction and you want to try and find a new one, then this might just be the episode for you. In fact, this whole podcast might just be for you. The coaching episodes are one of those you'll only get out what you put in type of episodes. So be prepared to do a little bit of work, but don't worry. I think you'll enjoy it once you get into it. So if you're still listening after finding out about the work bit, then here's the exercise. Over the next couple of weeks, in the mad rush and chaos of families coming and going, Christmas functions, New Year's functions, house cleaning for imminent guest arrival and last-minute work deadlines, I want you to find some time to pause, breathe and reflect on your life journey so far. I want you to carve out a little bit of time for yourself each day to begin to write down the story of your life. I believe the starting point for finding some direction, for getting your ducks in a row, for changing your mindset to that of a confident, empowered, more purposeful human being, is to do exactly that. To actually pause, breathe and reflect on your life journey so far. From what I've seen, after practicing psychology for nearly 20 years in rural Australia, is that when people really take the time to reflect on their life journey, they come to know themselves better. When you know yourself, you can embrace and channel your personal power. And in 2024, I want that for you. I want you to know, feel and own your power. In you, you have so much potential and ability and you actually know it. But for many of us, the stories we tell ourselves which have come about through events throughout our lives or the way our parents parented us, doing the best they could in most cases. I'm not criticising here. Parenting is really hard, really hard to get right. Or the way our teachers spoke to us or treated us. Because our teachers, our schooling life, it has a lot of power, a lot of impact on our lives. Or the kind of community, culture and society we grew up in over the years has intentionally or mostly accidentally either eroded our ability to access that potential that we have or it has allowed us to create stories about ourselves which are probably not very true. These stories then become what we call limiting self-beliefs. These limiting beliefs create problems for you when you come to do something or when you want to achieve something in life. Many of us actually share the same limiting beliefs. They're things like, I'm not good enough, or I'm too old, or I'm too young, or I'm not smart enough, or I'll never be able to make that amount of money. And I'm sure you could think of lots more. All of these things are just beliefs. They're not actually truths. They've come about through all sorts of events and happenings and conversations over our lives. And they may be preventing us from going ahead and achieving what we want in life or taking a particular path in life that has always interested us, but we haven't quite had the courage to explore it. 
because of a particular belief. What we now need to do is brush off those stories, the ones that are telling us that we can't do something or that we shouldn't do something when we really want to, and we need to work through finding out who we really are and what we're really capable of. Over the next year, I will release small coaching-style episodes like this one to help you find ways to feel more confident and self-assured. Skills, techniques and mindsets that will help you more easily find the direction you want to go in in life and deal with setbacks and upsets more productively rather than letting them derail you. But the first task is this. Pausing and reflecting on your life journey. Writing a biography in a bit of a way. Many of us have never taken the time to stop and take stock of our lives. So from this first session, I want you to think about in what way you most like to write. Is it by finding a lovely journal, a beautiful pen in a quiet space to jot down your thoughts? Or is it by tapping away on your laptop in the kitchen with the family buzzing around you? You may not be one to like writing at all, but for this exercise, it's it's an important process in deeply coming to understand who you are and what events throughout your life have formed the person in the mirror. I want you to nut out your whole life in writing. But don't worry, it doesn't have to be a three-inch size novel biography. It doesn't have to have correct spelling words. It doesn't need to be read by anyone other than yourself. But it does have to contain the events that have had the biggest impact on you. Whether you see those events as good or bad experiences, you need to look back and write about them and give thought to them and how they contributed to forming you. Your level of discomfort when you think about something, or when you write about something, will give you a bit of an idea as to how much has impacted it, how much it has impacted on you as well. Just notice those feelings. Maybe even pause and breathe into them. And that whatever is making you feel uncomfortable is no longer happening to you in this moment. That you are safe in the here and now. That what you were thinking about that made you feel that way is in the past. Breathe into those feelings. Let the wave of emotion flow past and then proceed to keep writing about it. Go gently and be kind to yourself. Notice the thoughts you've had about yourself when you're writing. Make sure to be kind. You're the person who can be most kind, most patient and most forgiving of yourself. If you're feeling shame or guilt about an event or something that happened, Just remind yourself, we all make mistakes. Nobody on the planet is perfect. You are not a bad person. You are simply a human being who made a human error. And now you want to forgive yourself and be kind to yourself. This is meant to be a deep reflection process. Take your time with it, but not too long or you'll probably procrastinate and not do it, as I would. A good place to start is by drawing a timeline and marking on it all of the impacting moments in your life. It's important to see that some of the events you think about all of the time that may overwhelm your thinking are simply events that fit into lots of other things that have happened in your life. It's important to take time to reflect on what you think about that germinated as a little seedling some years ago because of an experience you had. It's also important to recognise your achievements, many of which no one knows about most of which you did not receive a public award for. But they are achievements nevertheless, because you had to set them up as something you wanted to do. You had to get yourself out of bed that day, 
and learn how to do whatever it is that needed to get done in order for for that thing to come to fruition. For me, for example, it's gardening. Fifteen years ago, when I first married my husband, I tell you what, I would kill a cactus. And now, through trial and error and perseverance, I've learned how to keep a whole rose bed alive. And my reward is a lovely garden. Or mothering skills, for example. No one will ever give me a medal for that, let alone a thank you. But holy hell, that's been a learning journey. And my reward is three beautiful, smart, self-driven young women. And the list goes on. I did this exercise myself about five years ago, and I couldn't believe how much it shifted me to a greater understanding of myself, and therefore a greater self-assurance and a better knowledge of what I wanted to do with my life, and how much more authentically I could move forward with my life. Yes, there are uncomfortable memories. We have all done dumb things, said mean things that we regret, not quite achieved something that we so badly wanted. But it's important to reflect on those things. Recognise you are human and that you do the best you can at the time. And more importantly, you need to forgive yourself, be kind and gentle with yourself. Take the learnings and move on from those feelings of discomfort, guilt, shame, sense of failure. Being human is a messy, complicated, chaotic, crazy business. Nobody is perfect. Therefore, we must breathe deep into our sense of failure or shame or guilt and realise that we are only human. And humans make mistakes. So, with the life we have left, we can try to spend our days building ourselves and others up, being kind to ourselves and others, being grateful for the so many little things we have in our lives, and also reflecting deeply on our achievements and on our strengths, rather than focusing on our weaknesses which is something that we often forget to do. This beginning exercise in the first coaching episode of the Rural Psychologist podcast will set you up wonderfully for the planning process at the beginning of 2024 when I release coaching episode number two in January. But you must do this exercise. Don't skip over it. So with that, I hope that you can do this exercise. I hope that it's something that's really useful for you. Thank you for listening to the Rural Psychologist Coaching episode number one and keep listening out for coaching episode number two to be released in January. Have a great Christmas, everyone, and a happy new year. I'll see you all in your ears soon. Hello and welcome to the Rural Psychologist podcast. On this podcast, you'll hear from me, Chantal Korish, the Rural Psychologist, about all things mental health and well-being in rural, regional and remote Australia. Each episode, I aim to make either a therapeutic listening experience for you, where you can sit back on your comfiest couch with me in your ears, or go for a walk, as I like to do, do the housework or fix the tractor tyre, and enjoy a coaching session to take care of your mental health and well-being. Or, listen as I chat about one of the hundreds of interesting books I've read from psychology experts or people in the field of mental health that I think had some really useful mental health and wellbeing tips and tricks. On every couple of episodes, I'll interview a guest who's either a lived experience expert or a professional in the mental health space and who's keeping abreast of the cutting-edge psychology research. Also, look out for the Nuts and Bolts Toolbox Talks for Rural Workplaces episodes, which will provide tips and tricks for employers and employees 
on how to build and maintain positive working relationships. Also, how to stay motivated and focused at work, reduce stress and not burn out, and all sorts of other topics to make sure going to work is a pleasant and rewarding experience in rural workplaces. If you have any suggestions or you would like me to answer a burning mental health and wellbeing query you may have, or you think you might make a great podcast guest, or even if you would like to sponsor the podcast, please get in touch with me via my email, chantal at corishfarms.com.au, or my Instagram, which is the handle at the rural psychologist, all one word, no underscores. I would love to hear from you. Thank you for taking the time to hear what this podcast has to offer. And I look forward to you joining me on an interesting, rewarding and even therapeutic listening journey over the months and years to come. See you in your ears soon.